Hello and welcome to episode 17 of your Leader Breeder podcast with myself and your host, Aidan Jeffrey. The Leader Breeder podcast is a leadership podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your leadership voice in order to deliver greater value in your life, career, ministry, and business. This month's episode, we're having a look at the multiplying mindset, leaders creating leaders. I want to take you on a bit of a journey this month, challenge you again to understand the critical importance of why a leader must have a multiplying mindset, why the purpose of a leader is not just followers, but the purpose of a leader are more leaders, is another leader. The purpose of a business is not just customers, but another business. The purpose of a church is not just members or attendees, but another church. The purpose of a marriage is not just sex or intimacy, but procreating children. We have to multiply. And God created us to have a multiplier's mindset. And the greatest frustrations that I've seen in all my years in my own life, in people that I counsel now as a pastor and look around, is the frustration of I've got so much to do and so few hands to help. And it's moving yourself into the place of having a leadership or a multiplying mindset. And so before we get into today's episode, I want to just remind us again some good news that our leaderbreederworld.com website, leaderbreederworld.com website has been upgraded with a whole lot of new features, a whole lot of new social features that have been added to it. You can now connect and follow and engage with other like-minded leaders as well. So come on, do yourself a favor, hop over on to leaderbreederworld.com after this episode and uh, go and have a look at all the new resource that's available to you. Connect with other like-minded people, contact them, start relationships and continue building your leadership journey. We are who we are through people. So that is why the platform has been built. So pop over onto leaderbreederworld.com as we're going to get straight into this month's episode. And I can't wait to be with you on the other side of this. Episode 17 already, the multiplying mindset, leaders that create leaders. And I've decided to go on this journey with us this month because as I speak to people, as I talk to my colleagues, as I speak to members, business owners, I look around, I look at society at large, I notice one of the greatest things that so many people miss sometimes when it comes to leadership is this mindset of understanding the need to multiply what you have, to become a leader with a multiplying mindset. Now, in the Born to Prosper book that I wrote as well, our my main scripture verse out of that whole book on which the premise was built was in Genesis 1.28 where God said, Then God blessed them and God said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. So we can see that God's intention since the creation of mankind has been a multiplying mindset. Fruitfulness is the lowest form of God's blessing and he says, Be fruitful and multiply. But when it comes to leadership, it's important for us to understand that we need to have a multiplying mindset. And if I ask you today in this episode, what would you say is the definition of a multiplying mindset? I want to read you a definition of what a multiplying mindset is. Well, a multiplying mindset is a mindset characterized by a belief in the potential for growth, expansion, and multiplication of resources, opportunities, and success. It is an attitude that embraces abundance rather than scarcity and sees challenges as opportunities for learning and growth. In a multiplying mindset, individuals focus or leaders focus on collaboration, innovation, and continuous improvement, 
seeking to create positive impact and multiplying their own and others' achievements. And I'm going to break that down for you throughout this episode this month because I really want you to get that into your spirit, into your heart. Because one of the things I've noticed, I've speak to colleagues, like I said, or leaders or businessmen, and I often notice the frustration that comes into people's lives, the reason things don't grow, the reason people plateau, the reason people get frustrated. It's not because they're bad people or even bad leaders, because they start to lose focus of a multiplying mindset. Because when you try to do everything by yourself or you want to scale, you can't scale outside of understanding the need to have people to help you scale. You can't scale your family name. For example, I mean, my surname is Jeffrey and I've got two sons. And so when they get married and procreate and have children, the Jeffrey name will then scale or grow, whatever it is. You might not be able to multiply your family name or whatever it is, but I say this to you today is that you can't expect your family to grow if you don't have sons or daughters to get married and to increase. And sometimes we forget the fact that we want to grow our company, grow our church, grow our structure, but we don't have people with which we can scale, with which we can multiply with. And so I want to focus more on this month's episode in understanding the need to multiply not only yourself, because a multiplying mindset, the first part of the definition says a multiplying mindset is a mindset characterized by a belief in the potential for growth. And if you can get one thing out of this episode this month is that you shift your mindset to look for the potential for growth in other people. Now we know we have to always grow ourselves in our previous episodes and in the different Born to Prosper Essential Guide episodes that we've done over the last while. We've been speaking about discovering your voice, someone else's voice and the organization's voice. And if you look at your own voice, developing your own leadership ability, it's the books you read, the places you go and the people that you meet. So go and have a listen to some of those episodes. I don't want to focus too much on that in this month's episode but one of the characteristics of a multiplying mindset is a mindset characterized by belief in the potential for growth. And I want to add to that and say, for the potential of growth in others. My question to you as we lay a foundation for today's episode is, can you say that you are a leader who has a mindset to look for potential in others, or are you mainly focused on doing things yourself or focused on yourself mainly? And I want to say to you, I want to encourage you, and I want to try and leave a deposit into your spirit this episode, is that you have to understand the need in order to have a multiplying mindset, the ability to look for the potential of growth in others, to see potential that others might not even see in themselves, and to have conversations, meetings, opportunities created in order to unlock that potential in someone else. And we're going to go through a few examples in this month's episode. And I'm hoping and praying and trusting that as this episode is going to be uh, heard by those that are listening and you can share it with other people, but also that you will receive something yourself. Maybe you are jumping or boxing or way below your potential where there is so much more capacity in you, but you are not taking that opportunity to multiply yourself. Now, if you're leading other people, are you a lid or are you a someone who is able to take the lid off and allow others to breathe? And I can tell you how many mistakes I've made in my leadership journey of where I've limited people, but at times as well where I've given people opportunities and they've surprised me because it's sometimes those people that you least expect have that potential, but when you give them that opportunity, they flourish. And that is how any organization or business 
can scale. It needs to have people with the ability to help you scale. Well, as Christians, we can have a look at the, one of the greatest examples of someone who understood a, a multiplying mindset, and that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Listen to Matthew 4.18. As he arrives on the earth, he's born at 12 or 13, he disappears, he goes and uh, studies uh, uh, the rabbinical law. 13, 17 years later, he appears in Scripture. He's now 30 years old. And the Bible says in Matthew 4.18, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they immediately left their nets and followed him. Now it's two verses, and then we read those verses, and we say it was Jesus. They must have just known it was him, the Lord and Savior of the earth. I don't believe that for a moment. I believe that Jesus had to be intentional to find, to train, and to release. I've said it over and over. You might have heard me say this in some episodes prior to this, is that the reason we are Christians today, and the Christian faith and the church of Jesus Christ is as strong as it is, is because our Lord and Savior had a multiplier's mindset. The first thing that Jesus does when he starts his earthly ministry is he doesn't open up an Instagram account or he doesn't build a building or he doesn't do any of those things that sometimes we think might be needed and they're all needed. Social media is needed today. Buildings are needed. But Jesus understood one thing. I can't scale my ministry without having people to help me. And so Jesus, the Bible says, Matthew 4 that I read, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers. So Jesus sees two brothers, the potential in somebody. Now we know he's God and we can say well, he could see things before the time. He's you know, omniscient, he's omnipotent. Sure, I wouldn't argue that. But the Bible says that he saw two brothers. So he saw potential in two men that he thought he could unlock their potential. And we know, Peter, if we know your Bible, he was involved in much of Jesus' ministry. But Jesus had to first find him, see the potential. Think about your own world today as you are listening to this episode. Who is there in your world? Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a colleague. Maybe it's an employee. If you own a company, whatever it is, maybe it's a member. It's someone in a structure. If you're in the ministry today, maybe it's whatever, a staff member that you just accept them for who they are because they fulfill a certain function. But have you actually taken some time to scan your staff or scan your home cell or scan your world and actually ask yourself, let me see what potential lies in certain people. I've had so many stories in my own world as well, but also heard other people say they were sitting in a staff meeting once and looking for somebody to fulfill a position. And suddenly there is the Holy Spirit or God shows them this person and bam, they put that person into that role and everything flourishes. I can think today of a colleague that's in ministry today and we were looking for a potential person to take over a church in our move in CRC. And we actually went into a meeting where we weren't too sure what the answer was going to be. And in that meeting, when Pastor Art sat there, he looked across the table and he saw a young man sitting across the table who was involved in that church, but he wasn't even in full-time ministry at his own business. And when he said to him, the Lord just told me right now that you must pastor this church. And from there, we had a few conversations. He asked me what I thought. I said, I believe this man is called. I know him. He's a great young leader. I raised him up myself for many years. And today, Pastor Brian from CRC in Kimberley is doing a great work, building a building, leading a great church. But in a moment, 
Bossart saw the potential in that young player. He didn't even know him. He didn't know him that well. He actually, I think he met him for the first time half an hour before that. And he still asked me, who's that? And I said, no, that's Brian. He's the accountant of the church. And I say this to say that, is that Jesus saw two brothers. Sometimes you don't know it in full, but sometimes you just see it. And that's when you have to seize that moment and grab that opportunity and release that person into that position. And amazing things happen after that. And the Bible said he saw them what? And his brother said it wasn't just one, it was two, casting a net into the sea. Now, notice what he says. And he says, for they were fishermen. So it's logic. You could see they were fishermen. But we know he had a mission. He had a mandate. He had a purpose on the earth. And he says this. He said, follow me and I will make you. So we see Jesus said, I'm going to unlock. I'm going to take you on this journey of making you into something that you are not yet. We know there were physical fishermen. They fished for actual fish. But he said, follow me and I'll make you what? Fishers of men. So he was going to now come and we know our Christian faith is based around winning the lost, reaching unsaved people, getting them to go to heaven with us. But notice Jesus' intentional focus. It was to find someone, you had to see the potential, you had to offer them an opportunity to follow him so he could make them, and then the journey starts. And that's sometimes what I find that most leaders are too busy trying to either grow or expand or get new clients or make profit or sort out troubles or problems or issues or whatever it is, that they never actually take the time to invest in other people. And I want to say this, I'm going to sound like a stuck record or like a broken record for those I said in the last podcast. If you don't know what a record is, it's something that we used to have when we were younger. It's on vinyl. It was a round thing. We used to put onto a turntable and if the needle was a little bit dirty, it would get stuck in a certain place and we'd go round and round and the song wouldn't play. It was like a stuck record. Now, I might be hammering this point again, and I always seem to gravitate back to this because I can't stress this enough and make a point of this all the time because I keep seeing it manifest. I keep seeing people start to go to HR and people start to say, I can't do this and I can't do that. And this is the reason why I'm unable. And the, one of the great reasons is because they initially started out as faithful. They, they're trying their best, doing a great job, but they haven't either been taught or they haven't been intentional to actually have a multiplier's mindset to understand that a leader has to create another leader. I often challenge the staff as Paul raised up at Timothy. Who is your Timothy? Who is the person that you can say heard your voice, you're impacted by your voice? In the case of our Christian faith, they heard you tell them about the good news of Jesus. You offered them salvation by belief in Christ. They believed it. You prayed for them. They then followed you. You then spent time with them over a period of time. You imparted different things into them, basic foundations, pillars, keys, whatever it is you need to put into them, then sent them, released them, measured what they were doing, repeated certain things that weren't that healthy, established them, planted them. And today, if you look back, you can say that person, those people, that group, they are all there because of my leadership voice where I actually raised up another leader because a leader makes a leader. And I want to say to you that you have to have a multiplier's mindset. It's a shift in your head that has to happen. It's a shift in your heart, in your spirit that has to take place. What I love about Jesus is he finds these two, the first two disciples, Peter and Andrew, brothers, and the Bible says they left their nets and followed him. And notice the very next verse, and going on from there, 
he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, this is Matthew 4, 21, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. So we see that Peter and Andrew are casting their net, and John and James are mending their nets. They're repairing their nets. The other ones were casting. So he sees, he finds different people with different skill sets that he sees potentially. He says, that guy I can see, this guy is a caster in their case now. This guy's a mender, so they're more detailed, so I can use that. So Jesus was very intentional to find specific people with certain personality types or certain ways about them. And that's why when you are a leader and you start to shift into a multiplier's mindset, you look all the time at potential. Sometimes you'll be busy with something and the Holy Spirit will say, do this or call that person to say this or speak or whatever it might be. I was, uh, I'm just thinking now about a, a situation where a band from Australia, actually they came to South Africa a few years ago and they were actually doing a, an event in our church. And that Sunday morning, actually they did a Friday night in the church and we had a whole full house and people came and were just having a great time praising, worshiping. And the Saturday they did a workshop with the band and the Sunday morning, the leader of that band preached in the church. And that afternoon I went to go and have lunch with them at the hotel and we were sitting having lunch at the hotel and there was one specific young guy who was prominent in the band. He sang, but he wasn't the main singer or the main leader. This, the other guy was the leader. And we sat there at lunch and I looked at him and I said to him, so and the Lord just said to me, you must preach tonight because they were preaching AM and PM. And I said, you must preach tonight. And he looked at me and said, no, I don't preach. And I looked at the leader and I said, do you mind if he preaches tonight? So he said, sure. And I said to him, really? I said, I really believe my heart, you need to preach tonight. He said, well, that's a bit of a press. He got up, went to his room, went and prepared that night, came out, preached a great message, smashed it out the park. And he often tells me that was the catalyst to his ministry. Today, he is a pastor of a church in the United States. He has his own ministry in the network that he's part of, but he pastors his own church, great preacher, is doing great things for God. And I don't say I produced him or set him up, but it was in that moment when I saw and just sensed the Holy Spirit tell me he must preach. Now, it must have been somewhere that night or whenever we spend time with him, I started to see the potential in him. And I say this to you as well. How many people are there in your world that you have the potential to change their destinies or change their life just by being intentional to see. Might be if you're in the music side, of, like in the church, we have a band, you might see somebody who has potential to sing, pull them through. The story of Darlene Check, who was the ex-Hillsong praise and worship leader, the, the lady who got who set Hillsong up on their journey initially with Shout to the Lord, that song. She often shares the story that she was just a faithful servant in the church and she never really had an opportunity. She was in the choir and that she wrote a few songs, but wasn't really well known. And that night a guest speaker came and the lead singer's voice was a little bit off and croaky or she was sick. I can't remember the full story. And this man turned around and said, you, that lady is there at the back. And she said, like me, she said, yes, you, the Lord said, you must come and sing. She came and sang. And we know that set up that movement for incredible impact in the body of Christ, just because a man saw the potential in somebody else. How many people are in your world that you are currently leading that you haven't really been intentional to look and to see because Jesus saw them and he, he called them. And the Bible said, 
From there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, with their fathers. They were even in a place where they were in a secure environment. And he challenged them to come out of that place of where they were, and he said, follow me. And immediately they left their boat and their father, and they followed him. Now, I'm not telling you to tell people to leave their parents to, to follow you. What I'm saying to you is that a leader who sees potential in people will challenge people to do something they might not be comfortable with or they might not even see in themselves. They might even hesitate or doubt. But your ability to see potential in people will release that person into the next phase of their destiny. And I can tell you many more stories throughout my life and business life and ministry life of how people saw potential in me initially. In my own world, when I was in Kimberley, in under the leadership of Pastor Henny at that time, I was going through business battles and struggles. And the one day he came to me and said to me, the Lord told me you must take up the offering. Now he saw potential in me. So as I sit on this podcast today and speak to you, I don't know at all, but there was somebody who saw potential in me and he got me to receive the offering. He gave me a book by uh, Dr. John Avanzini called 30, 60 and 100 fold. And he said, study the book and teach this to the church. I did that. And I did that for, I don't know how long, one, two, three years, or whatever it was over a you know regular period of time. Every Sunday, I'd receive the offering for the church, and he developed a gift in me that could teach. And when I people started saying, wow, they've never seen it like that, I suddenly realized, hey, I can actually bring revelation to the hearts and the minds of people. I never knew that. But I was given the opportunity because somebody saw potential in me. So my question to you again today is, what potential don't you see in yourself, perhaps? Or what potential are there around you? Children. Maybe you've got children. You don't see potential. I can tell you stories about my own kids, about how other people have seen potential in them, given them opportunities, and they lived in my own house, and I never saw that in them, but somebody else saw it in them. And I say this to you again all the time, don't be a leader who forgets that you're also called to have a multiplier's mindset. And so we know that Jesus goes on, and his ministry grows from there, and he goes through the different phases but a multiple number two, that part of the definition of a multiplier's mindset, a multiplying mindset is a mindset characterized by a belief in expansion. Now, we can talk about expansion in facilities and expansion in numbers or in money and all those things, which is all part of expansion. But I want to say to you again, focusing on a multiplying mindset, leaders develop leaders or leaders create leaders, is a multiplying mindset is a mindset characterized by a belief in expansion, but you can't expand without people. That is one of the greatest limitations I've noticed in ministry. I've seen sometimes people have, I feel this, the Lord's telling me that. Then I tell the person, okay, but who's going to take over that work from you? Because you have to go into a new future, but you have to leave a person behind. And they go, I haven't really got anybody right now. Then how do you expect to leave and cleave in a healthy way if you haven't been intentional to find somebody to be able to do what you can do. And that is sometimes the limitation to people's expansion is they want to expand, but they haven't been faithful or intentional to raise up other people. Again, I say this when I told you the story earlier about when Pastor, I saw Pastor Brian sitting opposite a table in a meeting and he said, the Lord showed me. But when I left Kimberley for Cape Town to plant the church here, I was able to leave in Kimberley. I was able to leave Pastor Brian, who then wasn't in ministry. He was just a young entrepreneur. But he used to come sit in my business, and I used to impart principles. I taught him to read and told him to read books and, and meet people. And he was a young protege of mine that I raised up. And today he's standing on his own two feet and doing a very successful work in his own right. 
but I was able to leave a person. I said to Pastor Henny, my pastor then, I said, Brian is a great young man and I've got full confidence in him. And when I left, Pastor Henny would pull Brian in to do many of the things that I used to do. And hey, eventually Pastor Brian ended up falling in love with Pastor Henny's daughter. They married and today Pastor Sunry is his wife and they're doing a great work in ministry. But I say this, it's a constant progress of if you want to expand, sometimes we want to expand. We want to plant another branch. We want to go into another city. But we find we, we're too thin on the ground with resource of humans. We haven't got enough people because we haven't been intentional to raise up leaders. It's a multiplying mindset. And I want to encourage you, don't be a leader that is going to limit yourself or your future, not because you're a bad businessman or a bad leader or a bad pastor. It's because you're not intentional to have a constant multipliers mindset. So you cannot expand without people. You have to find people because they are God's greatest resource, more valuable than silver and gold and diamonds. People are valuable to God. Now notice this. We see Jesus in Matthew 4 find these young potential disciples. He was going to take them on a three-year journey of leadership development, and we know that he was going to have to release to them everything that he'd worked so hard for. But he knew that he wasn't going to be on the earth for a long time. If you ever listen to the podcast, Why It's Good for Leaders to Go Away, I think it was our second or third episode in this in the Leader Breeder Monthly podcast. But in that episode, I share about why it's good for leaders to go away because Jesus said what? He said that it's good for me to go away because I go to prepare a place for you. So even Jesus had a multiplying mindset from when he found these disciples to the point when he hadn't yet ascended to the right hand of his father to prepare a place for us. He was busy preparing, but he wasn't planning to stay forever. He had a multiplier's mindset. And let's pick up the story in Matthew 28, which you might know very well. But in verse 16, the Bible said, Then the eleven disciples, because that's that Judas wasn't one anymore, went away into Galilee to the mountains where, which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, and but some doubted. We know that Thomas, etc., etc. Verse 18, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Notice he finds these young potential disciples. Eventually Jesus finds 12 disciples. We know the story. Three years they were with him. And eventually Judas, he betrays him, that story, and he's left with 11. For those of you that might not know, later on they cast lots and Matthias, which was one of the many other disciples that Jesus had. He had 12 close disciples, but many other disciples. They chose lots and Matthias became, replaced Judas and became the 12th disciple again, which then became the 12 apostles because they were known as apostles in that time. Just add that in there. But notice this. He says, and... Then he sends them. He's now putting all his trust and faith into these 12 men. And he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So he starts in Galilee, Jerusalem, Israel, a small place, size of the Kruger National Park, more or less for South Africans to put into context. And he now tells them, not only are we going to stay here in this little place, we're now going to go into all the nations, into all the world. And we're going to teach them what? Everything that I've taught you. So he says, I taught you, 12 guys I imparted into, we multiplied, and now I want you to go. And we know, as Jesus sent them out, we know that they went through many trials and tribulations. But, and I'll show you in a moment, is that eventually, 
after Peter's first sermon, 3,000 people get saved, and we see this multiplication, birth, start, and bam, Christianity is on the map, and it never stops since then. And today, it's the largest faith on the planet, all because of one man who found 12 men and had a multiplier's mindset. What is God saying to you right now? What do you see for your future? What's your vision? What's your dream? I see big things. Okay, good. Dream big dreams. Always good to dream big dreams, to have big visions, to write the vision down. It's always important. But the question is always going to be, who's going to help you to expand this thing? Who has the ability, the capacity, if you have to suddenly take what you have now and double it? Who's going to be able to stand in another location and do exactly what you can do because you've been intentional to impart in them like Jesus did? So Jesus went about preaching, teaching, doing miracles, healing, opening up blind eyes, raising the dead, doing many things, as well as imparting into these 12 disciples. So Jesus did many things. He was busy. He was active. He was doing what he was called to do. But at the same token, he was also intentional, knowing that he's going to multiply this thing into a kingdom that's going to be around the planet. And so he needed people. You can't scale outside of people. And so if you're not intentional to find and to see potential and to have one-on-one coffees. One of our student pastors asked me a while back if I wouldn't speak to some of their students. I committed to them at the beginning of this year, and then I had a, a meeting that I couldn't make it on the day, so I, I scheduled for a bit later. I arrived that morning at the university campus, and I, the leaders were all inside, and there was a young man who was hosting me at the car. I went in, and I spoke to him and walked, and we went inside. I just noticed him, and etc. and then I did my thing and spoke, and afterwards I walked out, and I finished, and I, at the car, he spoke to me, and I spoke to him, and, I said, you know, and suddenly I felt this young guy's got so much potential. I could hear his passion. I could see zeal. He told me he was, you know, he listens to all the podcasts and he, he reads the books and he, you know, etc. And I just got in my car and I drove off. And as I drove off, I think I don't know who was with me. It could have been, I think one of my sons could have been with me. I said, that young man, I said, find out what his name is. I said, so we can work with him. I said, I see a lot of potential. And then I phoned his leader, his pastor leader who the, the student leader, and I said to her, I said, who is that young man? She said, X, Y, Z. And I said, that man's got potential. I said, mark him so we can start to work with him. Now, will he be everything that I might see in him? Not necessarily. But I do know this, is that God will not show you someone or put someone in your in your spirit if there wasn't the potential in them. And I say this to you as well. Who are you constantly looking for? Seeing things. I will see sometimes in church. I'll be staying in church and I'll notice somebody will be doing an item. I'll say, who's that person? What's that person? I'm always looking for potential in people. I'll see an usher with a good attitude. I'll say, who's that person? Or you'll see the way someone seemed to be in your peripheral vision when you're around. You say, who's that person? And that's what you have to you have to have a mindset to look for people all the time with potential. And that's how you're going to expand because you can't expand without people. So a multiplying mindset, to continue with the definition, is a mindset characterized by a belief in the multiplication of resources. And again, I said earlier that I'm not speaking about resources only in a, in a physical sense of assets or money or whatever it is. I'm speaking about human resources because humans, people, are the greatest resource. So a multiplying mindset is a mindset characterized by belief. You have to believe that people are important. You have to believe that volunteers in a church sense, that staff, that the potential in staff are important. You have to believe for your children that there's a potential in your child. Don't find fault in your children all the time and just see the weakness in them. I often tell the church that when Jesus was about to set out onto his earthly ministry, 
John the Baptist says, here is the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. And John then baptizes him into water. And when he comes out the water, the Bible says, a voice comes down from heaven and says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And so God endorses his son before he steps out into his earthly ministry. And by that I'm saying that he believed in the potential of Jesus. He sent him for a reason and so we send people, what, into other cities, other branches, other companies, other departments, into other uh, nations in order to take territory for your business or take territory for God's kingdom. But we have to see potential in them to send them. And when you start having a multiplier's mindset, you're going to start to see so many new things arise in your career, in your business, in your world. And if you're frustrated listening to this today or you are you've plateaued or you've gravitated backwards, you've lost maybe ground with regards to leadership, I want to really just encourage you, don't back down or back off or accept your status quo. Get back to the place where you are looking at again, seeing potential, having one-on-one coffee dates. You've got to be intentional. Most leaders that I've raised up, I've seen the potential and said, come to my office or I'll meet you at a coffee shop. I'll talk to you. It's just you have to invest in them. And that's how you start to see what's really in them and believing in people, giving them the potential to really grow. You have to have a multiplier's mindset. So the fourth part of that definition is a multiplying mindset is a multiply is a mindset characterized by a belief in the potential opportunities and successes. So again, coming back to people, what opportunities can you create even for other people? There might not be an opportunity now, I've created many opportunities in the years, created new departments. I had a, a lady who used to work for me in business years, and she was a cleaner, and I always used to see potential. Initially, she was just doing what she was doing, but she always would show signs of potential. And when my business used to be busy, sometimes we were short of staff, she would then just pop in and say, excuse me, can I help you? And I thought, wow, Yari is a person who's not paid to do that work, but she would then use that initiative. And I thought, yes, potential. She eventually went on to become a sales lady in the company and we emerged her through the, the different ranks and she left the cleaning position and you know earned a much bigger salary because I saw the potential in her. And again, I want to repeat myself. You have to look for opportunities or even create opportunities for new people. Sometimes you have to open up new departments or create a new department because there's potential for somebody to do something. And often those things work out so well because it was something you might not have been able to do because you didn't have the right person, but you saw it. And that's what you, if you have a multiplier's mindset, it's really important that you start to switch your brain around that area. If you are a owner of a company or if you're heading up a a group of people, et cetera, you have to have a, a multiplier's mindset. So the opportunities for others to succeed, it's important for you to see others succeed. Acts 2.14, the Bible says this, but Peter, now we know Jesus finds that in Matthew 4, Peter and Andrew, fishermen, got no clue about ministry, no clue about preaching, no clue about anything kingdom-wise. They're just young fishermen, Jewish boys. Jesus calls them, they follow him. Three-year journey, he then releases the authority of them. He says, now go into all the world. And we see in Acts 2, 14, but Peter, this is the same Peter who denied Christ. We know the story. Standing up. So he stood up. He was able to stand up. Why? Because he was now a leader. He'd been found by a leader, he'd been trained by a leader, and he'd been released as a leader. So he stands up with the 11, and he raises his voice, and he says to them, men of Judea, and all of those who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words. And here is Peter's first sermon. And we know that 
verse 40 of that same chapter in Acts chapter 2, he says, and with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added. So we see the kingdom of God goes into multiplication. Why? Because Jesus saw the potential in two young fishermen. They followed him. He invested three years of many ups and downs, frustrations. You know the story, betrayals, over-promising, unlivering, zealous Peter walking on the water, trying to cut the guy's ear. Of all things, Peter's mistakes. That's why when you see potential in someone, we don't cancel people when they make a mistake initially or once or twice. We have to have grace on people because we saw the potential. So you don't cancel your child if you're a father or mother listening to this today just because they make a mistake. No, we have to see the potential in our children. And so God sees potential in you. That's why I chose you. That's why I called you. But we also now have to reciprocate and see potential in other people and believe in that potential and help them and speak into that potential and challenge them if they're a little bit hesitant or they doubt. Remember when we read in Matthew 28, the Bible says, and he spoke to the 11, but some doubted. Not everyone's going to initially believe what you see in them because sometimes they doubt themselves. Like Gideon, oh, you mighty man of valor. Oh, who am I? I'm the least in my father's house. I understand. Sometimes people might doubt themselves, but you have to keep showing them their potential and release them into that potential. And so it's an attitude that embraces abundance rather than scarcity. That is a multiplier's mindset because every abundance will create a scarcity. So there's an abundance of sinners. So there's a scarcity of the gospel being preached. And Jesus said so. He said, the fields are white unto harvest, but the laborers are few. Notice there's not enough people to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we constantly have to be on a conveyor belt of raising up new leaders in the church to send them into the harvest field to preach the gospel of Jesus. Why? Because that abundance of, of sin is, is a scarcity of, of people to take the message. And then once you look at business, every abundance creates a scarcity. So there's an abundance of potential in my product. I've got a new product and everybody, there's a supply and demand. Everybody wants this product, but I haven't got enough hands to help me. Be intentional. When it's quiet or when you are going through your process, look for people with potential and invest in why? Because you're not seeing now, you're seeing there. You're multiplying into the future. And so we see 3,000 get saved. I often ask the question, what did they do with those 3,000 people? Because, you know, they had to deal with them now. There wasn't just 12 of them. There was now 3,000. So what happens if God suddenly gives you a deal from a, a customer or a tender and he says 10 million or 50 million or 100 million or you get an opportunity to go to 10 branches in the nation or international? Sometimes we're caught of God because we don't know what to do because we haven't got enough hands to help us. And so you never know when God is going to say, now's the time. And it's in that moment that you have to be able to say, well, if I do this and I do that, I can move this person. I've got confidence in this person. I've given this person opportunity. I've trained this person. And then you can scale into the future. And so finally, as we conclude today's or this month's episode, multipliers mindset, they sees challenges as opportunities for learning and growth. Never allow yourself to see a problem as a permanent thing. I always call problems challenges. Why? Because it's an opportunity to learn and to grow. Never be hard on yourself. Don't cancel yourself. Don't say to yourself, it didn't work the one time. Hey, the old saying of Thomas Edison said, I didn't fail 5,000 times or 4,999 times in making the light bulb. I, I didn't succeed once. I failed 4,900 times not how to do it. So he didn't see all the challenges as negative. He kept on learning and growing and so should you. 
Don't write somebody off. Don't write yourself off. If you're starting a young business or a new business, don't cancel yourself. Learn. Read a book. Attend a seminar. Go into YouTube. Get some information. Seek, knock, and ask. Remember, that's your own voice. But then don't get stuck in how well you're doing and how great you are because you might be great in what you're doing, but you can't scale that thing outside of people. So come on. As we come to the end of this month's episode, I really just want to challenge you today a multiplier's mindset, leaders creating leaders. Don't get stuck in only living for yourself or only looking after yourself. Come on, believe in your staff, believe in your children, believe in your siblings, believe in your colleagues, believe in your employees, believe in people around you, believe in your members, believe in your structures, in your home cells, look for people with potential and give them opportunities to lead that home cell or to pray or to do something that you can start to develop that potential. And you'll be surprised how God is not only going to bless you, but bless other families and bless other destinies. Amen. Have a great week, a great month. If you found value in this episode, I want to encourage you to share it with your world. It's free. It's that, it's a resource to help people. Remember, the Leader Breeder podcast is simply a podcast to help you discover and develop your leadership voice. So don't allow your voice just to be developed yourself. Share it with somebody and maybe somebody can find one or two nuggets out of this and they can apply it in their life and they can grow. I really pray God's blessing God's favor, God's increase, God's multiplication mindset over you. May your mind be multiplied as you have the mind of Christ. And as Jesus had a multiplier's mindset, may you see things you've never seen before. May you see potential in people you've never seen before. May God show you things in your dreams at night. May the Holy Spirit quicken things in you. May you see things in your own business structures, understanding in, in a whole new dimension. Simply because the Bible said, I has not seen, ear has not heard. Into the heart of man, those that love God. I know that you love God and you're called according to His purpose and therefore God is going to show you mighty and incredible things. Have an awesome month. Can't wait to be with you next month. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Leader Breeder. Make sure to subscribe to the channel to catch the next episode every month.